0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, A Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Penny C., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. Today is Wednesday, January 11, 2023. Today we are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We are in the chapter, We Agnostics, on page 54, the third paragraph, which begins with, Hence, we saw that reason isn't everything and ending with, Who Proved Man Could Never Fly. Today's readers are The Twelve Steps, Mary Lou G., The Twelve Traditions, Laurie C., The Text Readers are Marge O., Vanessa G., and Karen W. is our beloved backup. The newcomer greeted today is Pam S.R., and the second hour host is Roz G., the reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, January 10th, are these 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting, 19,837, that's 19837. The 10 a.m. Meeting, Eastern Time, 19,838, 19838. 8. The OA Preamble Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And now I am going to ask Mary Lou G to read the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. Mary Lou Can you hear me Penny? Yes, go ahead. Oh, All right. good.
1: Good. Here
2: I am. Okay. Good morning everybody and thank you for your service Penny and everybody serving on the line today. Everybody who's here, good morning. One, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we try to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thanks, and I pass.
0: Thank you. That was Mary Lou G. And next I'm going to call on Laurie C., who's here to read the 12 traditions.
3: Good morning. This is Lori C. from Virginia, The Twelve Traditions. Our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends on OA unity. Number two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, Thank you for the opportunity to serve.
0: And thank you, Laurie C. This is how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. And once you are done sharing, please let us know by saying pass, then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book in the chapter, We Agnostics, on page 54, the third paragraph. Hence, we saw that reason isn't everything, and ending with, who proved man could never fly. And I'm going to call on Marge O to begin the reading for us. Good morning, Marge.
4: Good morning, Penny. May I be heard?
0: You can, yep.
4: Thank you very much. Good morning, all grateful members. Marjo from the Massa- from Massachusetts Boston area. Hence, we saw the reason. <clears throat> that reason isn't everything. Neither is reason, as most of us use it, <clears throat> entirely dependable. Though it, it emanates from our best minds. What about people who proved that man could not fly? So, what about those people? I think that when I was young, I you know, flying was in in full session and I didn't give it much thought unless we talked about it in school regarding history. I just assumed those airplanes would stay up and I just assumed if I was on one that would stay up. So I guess I was pretty fortunate. I was blessed with faith um, from, a, from an early age. Um, I had that simple faith. My mom and dad would be there every day. There'd be food on the table. We'd have, you know, Shoes on our feet, and we were um, fortunate. We had a lot of kids in our family, and um, we didn't question certain things. We just knew that we'd be there for each other. And interestingly enough, we still are, those of us that are left out of 10, um, of of which there are um, four of us, we are there for one another. But in Talking about faith and the way this chapter talks about it, I know it is telling people that if you don't have a higher power when you first come in, that keep the faith. One will show up, and if you can't find one, then you can borrow mine because I do have a higher power. I learned here in these rooms over the years because I've been in program a long time, many 24 hours that. Face Without Works dead, and I learned here how to put my best foot forward, help others, do service, ask for help when I needed it, which is not always easy for someone of this personality, but to go forward and to just know that there is always an answer and a solution to any of our problems or at least any of mine, and sometimes it's just sitting quietly, saying a prayer, and asking for the strength to go through whatever it is I'm in the middle of. And I also know I have faith in this, this this thought, that whatever's going on today, this too shall pass, this too shall change. And by just showing up and doing service and being thankful and grateful, is exactly how it has worked for me over the years. So with that, I will pass, and thank you for my chance to share.
0: Thank you, Marjo. And now before I take names of others who would like to share, let me remind you that we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day. So if you shared on any Vision for You meeting on Monday or Tuesday, please hold back. We do value everyone's experience but we do want to hear other voices as well. And so with that, please give me your name, just your first name, uh and initial, and save your location. It will help me for when you share. So who would like to comment on this paragraph?
2: Benita
0: L, Georgia. Okay, Benita.
2: Barbara E. Nancy R. Nancy. K D G.
0: Anyone else?
5: Vanessa
6: G. Vanessa Amy G.
0: Who was after Vanessa? Amy G. Amy. Okay, that's good. We'll do that. So here's who I have. I have Vanita, and, and again, please give me the initial of your last name when you share and your location if you wish. Vanita, Barbara, E, Nancy, Katie, Vanessa, and Amy. So um, get us started again, Vanita, please.
7: Hey, everybody. Vanita L. in Georgia, um, recovered but not cured. And, yeah, you know, I've noticed in myself from my own upbringing, right, that I could develop my reason I could develop my intellectual capacities I could get more education and none of that was going to save me from the issues I have in relationship and the issue I have with myself and um, the addictions that I use to fill up I think it's a god hole but I also think it's a a whole from not having a lot of deep needs met when i was a child and trauma from a child and none of those things were going to get resolved by overeating or the other so it did like we know that overeating's a solution because it could calm me and comfort me and sedate me and my other addiction so um Yeah, the limitations. And in my profession, I really can see the limitations of reason. And when we just try to apply um, intellectual abilities to um, the field I'm in um, because the knowledge of the universe or God or spirit or whatever we want to call it is so much more immense. And um, I'm super grateful to be speaking on the line. I haven't spoke on the line in quite a while. And I'm super grateful you're all here, including Penny. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Vanita. Next, we have Barbara E.
8: Good morning, everyone. It is Barbara E. in New Jersey. And this is a quote. I didn't write it. It says, but I'm too weak. I'll never make it. Don't worry, we've all thought and said the same thing. The amazing secret to the success of this program is just that, weakness. It is weakness, not strength, that binds us to each other and to a higher power and somehow gives us the ability to do what we cannot do alone. And when I got to my first meeting and I was welcomed with open arms and the people said, welcome to Overeaters, welcome home. That gave me such a warm feeling because I know I was filled with shame. It should have happened already. I thought of one of, I was one of those people who was incapable of getting the program. I felt invisible, but so many of my tribe of compulsive eaters are on all the these meetings that I feel like I'm wrapped in a warm, soft, comforting blanket of love. I used to isolate with my best frenemy. Food. I push you away. Unlock my um. Turn off my phone. Pull down the shades. I never felt worthy, but I learned that worthiness isn't required. Kindness is doing what you can,
9: where you are,
8: with what you have. It's a slippery slope, and I can't ever again think I can rest on my laurels or that that urge will starve me going back to the food because my disease wants me dead or at least suffering. So those 12 questions that I have been doing, I have been asking myself in reverse recently. Have I helped someone recently? Have I started to take someone through the steps? When was the last time I did it? Have I prayed and meditated and listened to you? Because often God speaks through your words. Have I done a spot check inventory today during the morning, to the midday, or night? And have I apologized to anyone? And have I even been willing to apologize? to someone I've harmed. You can see where I'm going with this. Did I write an inventory on my defects? Did I make a decision to turn my will in life over to God? Readiness is one thing, but willingness to do it is quite another thing for me. And did I even remember that I'm an addict with an addict's brain, so I'm powerless over this addiction. And my life is truly unmanageable. My sponsor, so many time, said so many times, you 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 feel like you said, um, you feel like quitting. But staple your ass to your, the to the chair, Barbara, and stay till the miracle happens. Uh, rarely have we seen a person fail.
9: Hi, Who Barbara. Stayed.
8: Thank you. Who stayed? No matter how hopeless they feel, because God is where we are, and all we have to do is turn to it. Thank you, Penny, for allowing me just to blabber on for a little bit. I pass.
0: Thank you, Barbara. That was Barbara E. from New Jersey. And next we have Nancy.
10: Good morning. Nancy R. from um, Northwest Illinois, I recovered a compulsive overeater. So grateful. be able to say that today Um, and to be here showing up so um, in the margins of this uh, paragraph in my big book I have set aside everything I think I know Um, I did not know about the set-aside prayer until I started listening to vision and started working with recovered uh, sponsor a little over a year ago and I love the set-aside prayer because I think I know everything. And after being in program for over 25 years, I think I know what I need to do. And I have no clue what I need to do about anything. I need to, um, the only thing I need to do is keep surrendering to God's will, whatever the next thing is. Um, I love reason. I love thinking. I um am very dominant in my left brain and um I had to do a lot of not had to do I did a lot of um work to uh access my right brain right side of my brain which is uh the, you know the feelings and the love and the um so I had to set aside everything I everything I th- think I thought I know, knew about reason because reason isn't everything. Um, and it's not entirely dependable. Um, and, you know, people prove that man could never fly. I My head tells me all sorts of things that I have proof for um, that could never happen. And... I need to give all that to my higher power every day. Um, So with that, I'll pass. Thanks.
0: Oh, thank you, Nancy. Uh, And Katie G., your turn.
11: Hi, let me just get my kiddo set up. Katie G. recovered. (laughs) My everything dropped. Katie G. recovered from compulsive eating in Boston. So... I just always wanted to understand why. So I looked up the definition of reason and it's a cause explanation or justification for an action or event, right? So I wanted to believe that it was my parents fault and that's why I went to food it was my it was the fact that I wasn't thin and that's why I was so sick it was the fact that I didn't have a boyfriend I didn't have good grades or I didn't get into the right college or I went to the right college but I didn't have the right degree um, that I wasn't thin enough that I didn't exercise enough and that is why I wanted to put my finger on the why and the thing is none of those made sense because if you all remember, like when I first was in Vision for You, I was Susie Single, right? And I had um I started graduate school and I got a masters degree and I'm not saying that those things are prizes. In fact I thought that getting those would bring me happiness and then getting the husband would bring me happiness and then getting the kids would be bring me happiness. And then, Oh, of course, because I had a, you know, that something else happened, I had a miscarriage. That's why I'm unhappy. And the thing is, it's not true. Like I don't get to answer the why. And that's why for me, no pun intended reason no longer works. Um, I don't understand this program. I literally don't, I don't understand that how depending on something bigger than me um, fills me up in the way that I've been looking for my whole life. And and the reason I have been able to move forward with that is because of all of you. It's because, and I don't mean to borrow from the next couple paragraphs, but we all know that they're rock stars. It's because that you all have taught me that there's spiritual release there's spiritual freedom there's 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 liberation i mean y'all are going to the oa birthday party it's going to be a celebration of liberation from the one thing that has plagued me my whole life thinking that food was going to fix me thinking that being thin was going to fix me and you all told me that somehow Deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. And somehow, when I'm honest, right, when I tell the truth, when I speak from my underbelly, when I don't lecture anyone about my knowledge of the big book, but I tell you my story, right, I tell you where I've been, I tell you how I've been lying about how I was lying about exercise and thinking that being thin would be wonderful. I don't know why putting on weight, restoring weight to my body has brought me freedom. I don't know why, depending on God and stopping to have all the answers has brought me relief. And I don't know why helping others has changed my life. But I am transformed. This miracle has transformed me. And I'm telling you what, if you have a seat at this meeting, this miracle is for you, too. So please keep coming. And my that, I pass. Well,
0: thank you so much, Katie G.
11: Uh, Vanessa. Hi, everybody. This
5: is Vanessa G. recovered in New Mexico. Um, Good morning. Um, When I read this paragraph, uh, it seems to me that there's a question that I have to ask myself. And that is, um, which actually provides proof? You know, the theory or the experiment? Um, There's a world of difference between theory and experiment. And um, the people who proved, quote unquote, proved that man could never fly were mathematical minds. They weren't the Wright brothers who were actually running the experiment. And those are the people um, that actually proved that we could fly. So, um, you know, this chapter, this chapter of the agnostics, I think, is all about encouraging us to open our minds to possibilities Because we're getting ready to run the most important and and hopefully consequential and liberating experience of experiment of our lives. It's all about running an experiment. We don't need to um, believe um, anything at this point, just that it's possible, just opening our minds to the possibility. Um, We're going to be asked in the next chapter to take action to actually um, experience um, what, um, going through the steps. You know, and at the end of my own experiment, I experienced a spiritual awakening. And it didn't just liberate me from food, it liberated me from that constant debate in my mind that that I had this endless struggle all the time. Um, You know, having to come up with the reason that proved my point of view the reason that explained my actions, the reason that rationalized my eating. You know, I was freed from all that chatter. I still remember at the end of my second or third, ninth step, how quiet my mind was, you know, and how I knew peace. Um, I really encourage everyone at this point, whether or not you believe anything at all, just to open to your mind to the possibility and to run your own experiment. Thank you.
0: Thank you, you, Vanessa G. And, Amy G., I think we're going to Maryland.
6: Good morning, Penny. My name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive leader from Maryland. Thank you, everyone, for such an awesome meeting. Neither is reason, as most of us use it, entirely dependable. I'm thinking this through in my head, and hopefully it'll make sense when it comes out. But for me, as I see it, the reason why reason is not entirely dependable, because my reasoning is always tied to a belief of some sort. And and based on that belief, it's how I'm going to reason things out. For example, I had a belief that I should be able to fix myself. I mean, I get it, what people are saying, my, my, you know, the, the god of intellect, of reason, of, of willpower, that was what I grew up with, not bashing my family or anything, but my dad had two doctorates, it was about education, intellect, and willpower, you know, there's a bazillion, gazillion self-help books out there that say we read these self-help books, we help ourselves by using the power of our minds to reason things out, but that reason comes with with a bias to it because if my belief is that I can fix myself, that's what I tried to do with my compulsive eating. I tried to fix myself because I believed in my reasoning that that was how you went about it. And what I think they're trying to ask in my humble opinion here in this question is, where is my reasoning based? Because, quote, as the saying goes, it stands to reason That if I'm thinking that I can fix myself, like the Wright Brother, or like the others have said that we couldn't fly and it's not working, you know, like my sponsor said to me, finally, you know, if your way is working so well, why are you here? I had to use my reasoning to question that belief. Can I fix myself? And my experience, not my theory, not my reasoning, my experience was that I could not fix myself. And if my experience says I can't fix myself, that that belief is erroneous, then it stands to reason that I need help, that I do need help. I do need something outside of myself. Remember, the step one in AA 12 and 12 says that we have warped our minds with such a destructive uh, reasoning, obsession with food that only an act of providence, something greater than me because I can't fix me. So my reasoning was faulty from the get-go, right? We all know that everybody flies now. You can fly now. So the reality is my reasoning was not right, and I needed to change. I needed something greater than myself. And thank God the disease had pummeled me to a state of reasonableness where I was open-minded enough to say, okay, I don't know about the God thing, but I am going to trust you all and the problem is solved. Show me the way through the 12 steps. Right, And that's the way this program works, in my humble opinion. With that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you. That was Amy G. And before I take more names of people who would like to share, let me remind you that today we are reading from We Agnostics. We're on page 54, the third paragraph that begins with, hence, we saw that reason isn't everything, and ends with, who proved man could never fly. So I'm ready to take more names. Um if you would like to share. David A. David Melissa C. David Melissa Lauren Grazen e B. Is H. Well who was after Melissa, please? Lauren Grayson b H. Laura Lauren. Matthew G. Matthew. Jeannie B. done, Jeannie.
12: Susan S H.
0: Susan, okay, there's six. That's good. And again, um, I wrote just first name. So please, when you share, give me the last initial, your last initial, and your location if you wish. All right, David, get us started again, please.
9: Good morning. Uh, I'm a compulsive overeater. Uh, my name is David. David A. from Ottawa, Canada. Thank you for your service. Um, thanks for everyone for being here and sharing their experience, strength, and hope, as they say, or as we say. Um, uh, I'm new to this meeting and uh, making it part of my morning routine. Um, so thanks for the I, – I just – I came on uh, just a little while ago, and the, the, the few shares that I that I heard were, you know, just wonderful. I've been hearing about this concept for a long time, and uh, I um, – I don't know. I just couldn't seem, I believed in a power greater than myself. That's obvious, right? Mechanics, you know, the fellowship, blah, 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 all that stuff. But the higher power, this thing that's not, whatever, this non-human whatever it is, whatever. Um, You know, I said the third step prayer, but I was just parroting it. But I had a wonderful experience where I actually started talking to the God of my misunderstanding, I think is the best way I can say it. And I asked for some help with my with my with my craving uh for food. And um I didn't think it was possible that it was going to go away because I was so set and my decision was made that I was gonna eat. And uh I gotta tell you, it, it went away. And um it's like I'm so grateful because this You know, I know this is a crucial part of of the program, and I just I don't know, but I'm experiencing it, and um, and I've heard from others that it takes time, and uh, for anyone who hasn't experienced it, just keep trying. And well, anyway, and thank you so much.
0: Thank you, David A. up there in Canada, and please keep coming. Melissa C. Your turn.
13: Hey, good morning, Kenny. Thanks so much for your service. I'm Melissa Singh. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I live in New York and you know, um yeah, my reasoning is based on the evidence I gather. And I select, you know, I was I was listening to what Amy was saying and it was pretty similar to what I was thinking. Like, I'm in charge of gathering the evidence. So I select the evidence. That supports my my thinking, and you know, and that was the reasoning that I had. And so, um, you know, for myself, I think about you know when I when I came in again to Overeaters Anonymous, I had recently gone to the doctor, and he had um, really given me um, a real talking to um, because I was in I was in real trouble physically, and. He, he said to me, um, you, you're never going to lose this weight on your own. That was his reasoning, because he had experience of seeing people who never lost weight and kept it off on his own, and he also had the evidence of me. And he said to me, he pulled out my chart with my numbers, with my consistently growing number on the scale, that every time he saw me, it, I would have an occasional dip and then a swing way up. And he pulled it all out for me. And he said, you're never going to lose this weight on your own. And, yes, he was right. However, what he didn't know was that there is a God, right, that could actually intervene on my behalf. And instead, you know, he gave me information, as a a medical doctor would, of surgical intervention. And if it works for some people, awesome. Um, I didn't wind up going that route. But what happened for me was around the same time, one of my best friends did go that route. And I kept looking at the evidence of how quickly she lost weight, and it freaked me out. Because I was working this plan, and part of, you know, my recovery from compulsive overeating also includes not just abstinence eating, but abstinence from quick schemes and weight loss, you know, ideas. Like it was, let a nutritionist tell you what to eat, eat that way, work the steps, and God will take care of your body. and. And it made me really nervous because there my girlfriend was, my really close friend, lost, lost all this weight like that. And I remember speaking to my sponsor about it, and she said, could you look at me as the evidence as well? I don't know your friends. I don't know what her mind is like. But I'll tell you, I'm not thinking about food, and I've been doing this 30-some-odd years. And so that's the evidence that I gathered today, and that's the reasoning that I have.
12: And um, with that, I'll pass. Thank
0: thank you Melissa that was Melissa C and next we have Lauren Good
6: morning everybody this is Lauren Grace B from South Jersey Uh, this is such an important passage for me to remember Uh, neither is reason as most of us use it entirely dependable though it emanate from our best mind so to me this is saying my best thinking is going to get me into trouble and I, I just thought of uh, reason being like glasses. My best reason is when I'm looking at the world through my lenses and not God's. And that when I pray for the willingness and ability to do God's will, I'm saying, God, I'm willing to see through your lenses, not my own. And then when you show me the world as it really is, I'm willing to do what you show me is your will. Um I am just so grateful for the 12 steps. I had a faith when I came in and um, I actually, I had the same faith as the Oxford group, but the problem was all the things that needed to be done were all mixed together in my faith literature. Um, I didn't have a clear path of what I had to do first, what I had to do second. And between having a clear path through the 12 steps And all the support and love of all of you and other OA members that I know. Uh, A miracle has happened in my life that I'm willing to see things through God's lenses and willing to consider other people instead of just my own thoughts and my own views. And that's all I have to share. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Lauren Grace. And next we have Matthew. Matthew.
12: did you say Matthew G
0: I said Matthew and now I know it's G (laughs) (laughs) I'm
14: sorry I, I was unmuting hi my name is Matthew G and I'm in Paris France and I'm a compulsive overeater and I am so gratefully placed in a position of neutrality safe and protected thanks to my creator and you guys and a vision for you um just so grateful um so so grateful and this paragraph is just you know what about people who proved that man could never fly well guess they didn't
15: (laughs) they didn't they were wrong
14: they were wrong because the, the the childlike faith of the Wright brothers they had the childlike faith of the Wright brothers proved that man could fly and I know a couple of paragraphs that says childish faith, but I, I, I do prefer childlike and I need to hold on to that childlike faith, you know, and, and to fly, you know, and just the, 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 the just the, the sense of freedom there is in, in flying and, 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 and the, the freedom that I found, you know, the freedom that I've been given from, from the bondage of food and the bondage of myself. It's, 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 it's just so, it's just so glorious, you know, and, and, and I had enough childlike I had no faith when I came in. There was no no faith at all, nothing. I never really chose sure nothing. But you know I had enough childlike faith that when I came in, you know I had a child enough childlike faith to 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 trust and 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 steps to go and really like meld the steps and believe in them. That God like instantly removed my obsession. <laughs> and 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 that is all the i need uh, to to like one hundred percent keep that faith every day and be grateful and to work the steps and to you know um try to put these these steps to the best of my ability um every day and try to be the best demonstration i I can of God's love god's will God's power and God's way of life every day. One day at a time. And so, so, so um, grateful for this vision for you. Love to all. Channel bypass.
0: Thank you. That was Matthew G. all the way over there in Paris, France. And next we have Jeannie.
16: Hi, this is Jeannie B. from Florida. Gratefully recovered today, one day at a time. I um, love this paragraph because I think I am both a very reasonable person and totally not reasonable. And it is my reasonableness that got me in this program because when the first person said to me, hey, have you considered OA, as I discussed with him, that everything was a single serving for me, no matter the size of my indulgence, have you considered OA? No, never heard of it. What is that? hey, go to OA.org, see what it's about. I did. I went to three meetings that week, and I've never left. So my own reasonableness in my own head, I couldn't find a solution for why I was jealous of bulimics, because I couldn't do that, why I couldn't get my head out of an entire cake. I couldn't do it on my own. But my reasonableness told me, you don't have this. The evidence shows you don't have this. I was open to new ideas. I couldn't figure out. I couldn't reason my way out of my own addiction, out of my own disease. But my reasonableness showed me I didn't have it, and I was open to new ideas. And it is that openness that led me to you. And when I found you, what I found was what I had never known existed, which is other people got it. Other people understood the crazy mindset, the crazy thinking that went on in my head. And they had food neutrality. And they had a light in their eyes. And I could see that it wasn't just talk. Forget the size of their body. I could see they had something that I had longed for, no matter the size of my body. I happen to have a very nice body from for me right now well hopefully forever but that's sort of not the point or it's tangential to the point because what i have is food neutrality what i have is the ability to just say yeah that's food the rest of my life is the living it's in the living and now i'm free i thank you thank you for vision thank you for everybody on service i pass
0: and thank you for your sharing Jeannie b and now, Susan, your turn.
17: Good morning. This is Susan S H, and I'm in St. Mary's, Ohio. Um, yeah, I I really I really depended on reasoning. I depended on it my whole life. I loved reasoning. I always always against all real reason trusted reason to solve my problems. Um, If I was thin, things would be okay. I would feel so good that I would never, ever go back to uh, eating crazy, which was was all the time. And there were times in my life when I was able to right-knuckle it to a thin point. I could do it while I could do it until I couldn't do it. There was no reasoning. Why I went back again and again. But yeah, um, it just showed me that that I my reasoning is faulty. Of my own power, my reasoning is faulty. I, on my own steam, can't tell the truth from the false. I really do have a disease that will kill me. <laughs> and, and I really do need to turn to a higher power. In order every single day in order to um to receive a daily reprieve it's it's kind of amazing i I have worked at finding God before I have worked at losing weight before, and I was uh woefully yeah unable to maintain either. but the fact is, I have directions and I have friends in program. It will help guide me right back to a higher power. And I am grateful for that every day. And I think that's all I had to say. I pass.
0: Okay, hey, thank you. That was Susan S.H. And um, fortunately, we have time for three more names. Who else would like to share?
12: Russ
15: M. Russ. Jim S. in Toledo.
0: M-S, I think I heard. Okay.
1: Chris W. <clears throat> Chris
0: W. Chris W. Okay, that should do it. Okay, Russ M. in Pennsylvania. <laughs>
12: good, good morning, Penny. Good morning, everyone. Russ M., Recovered Pulse flow Reader. All right, this thing about faith for me, it just it came up what, about two seconds ago. I started believing. I started having faith. When when my grand sponsor, I heard one of his podcasts that he was 700 pounds and that it, it emasculated him, this disease. My good buddy from Chicago was up and down, had all kind of issues. It was identification, that one alcoholic to another. It wasn't like the lightning bolt hit me in the head. It was just, you know, that knowing that someone else felt the way I felt I had suffered the way I had suffered because up until then I thought I was the only dude that was a maniac about food, that was crazy about this food, that it turned me upside down, that I was a junkie and I had to get my hit. That identification broke down a lot of walls and said if they felt like that and they can get free, I think I can, I can too. It started And that's how you do it, right? Then we got into the steps, and my life changed. So that's where it started with me. That's how I started having faith. So thank you very much. Y'all have a great day. Love you.
0: Love you too, Russ. And next next we have Jim S.
15: Yes, can you hear me?
0: Can hear you, yep.
15: My name is Jim S. I'm from Toledo, Ohio. And I'm just beginning to see what the answer is because I have been full of fear, overwhelming fear. And I found help yesterday when I listened to a man talk about Psalm 32. And I identified with what the man was talking about. And I found that I don't need to be fearful, but fear showed up again last night. And I talked to the guy of my understanding and I said, I need help. And I haven't been fearful since. And I know that the answer to my fear problem is my higher power's power overcome this and i ate a decent meal last night instead of eating to please myself so i'm recovering and i'm so glad i'll pass with that thank you
0: thank you jim s uh next we have chris w
18: hi this is chris with a k from nashville tennessee and I don't know what I'm going to say, but I just felt like I needed to jump on here. And um, I heard someone mention the set-aside prayer, and that's something I never had even understood, that concept, because I just thought I knew everything. And, um, and not even, um, like, bragging that I am so smart, anything like that, I just thought, Whatever anyone else had to say about anything, I I knew they were probably not right, and I would throw my own spin on it. And, you know, I could reason my way on why I overeat or why this is happening to me. I would just, you know, confirm the kind of things that I would want to um, attribute things. I would, you know, blame other people. It was their fault that this happened or that happened. And that's why I'm the way I am. And, you know, to finally get to a point of realize, I, I didn't even realize how much I was c- creating havoc in my life. I thought I was just reacting to other people and their their poor choices or their poor reasoning. And the reality was I created a whole lot of damage. And I just am excited to except that I I don't know everything. I do have a higher power that I got when I came into the 12-step rooms 40 years ago. But I'm so much more in contact with a, a real relationship with him that it's unbelievable. And it really happened the most when I totally started setting down the food and taking advice from other people and not instantly figuring a way to get around it. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Chris W. And it looks like we have time for one more three-minute share. Someone like to take that last share? Robin T is it Robin? Ms. Okay. Ken W H Go ahead. Yes. Who is that? I'm calling on Robin T, I believe.
1: Hi there. Can you hear me? Yes. Hi there. Um I didn't plan to share, but I'm sharing. Yay. Uh this is Robin T from Massachusetts and I'm a compulsive overeater and i'm recovering gratefully and um thank you for hosting the meeting penny i i wanted to share that it just dawned on me you know like a flashback how i was brought up with reason uh like intensely you know um my mom always tried to find a reason for everything and in my adulthood I have been the exact same way because if I find the reason I think I have power because I think I can change it so this is why this is happening and that is why that is happening etc etc and I cannot tell you how I suffer with that. My family always says, Oh, there she goes, telling us why and in have been times my husband says, she doesn't have to, you know, you don't have to tell me why. I have done the exact same thing with my recovery. Um, and just recently, you know, I had a, a, I don't know if it's a relapse, but it's, you know, I had in my mind that, you know, if I if I ate this, then this would happen. If I took away this, then that would happen and started taking charge again. And I I was reasoning it out and I was fooling myself. I could not see my truth. I couldn't see it. I also couldn't see why my sponsor couldn't understand my reasoning. And she didn't want to hear about reasoning. There's no reasoning when it comes to this. My mind is sick. My brain is sick. I can't cure it with reasoning. I can't cure this disease with reasoning. I have to take action. And I have to just cut off my head and take the action. And continue step by step every day. And... Seek a connection with my higher power, whatever that takes. So with that, I'll pass, and I am very grateful. Um, I don't know what I would do without all of you and my higher power. Thank you. I pass.
0: Thank you. Thank you to everyone who shared and everyone who attended. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, January eleventh, twenty twenty three, is nineteen thousand eight hundred and forty one nine eight four zero. And now we're going to close, as we usually always, or we not usually, always do, with a reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And I'm going to ask Vanessa G. to read that selection for us. Vanessa?
2: Hi, everybody. This is Vanessa G. in New Mexico.
5: These are the last three pages page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order